Welcome to Mission Control, Peralta Design's podcast on all things branding and digital marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of brands with award-winning identities and websites. Join our hosts Ramon and Jorge as they use decades of combined experience to tackle topics with past clients, industry partners, and the rest of the PD crew. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode of Mission Control. Hey everybody, welcome to Mission Control, where we respect the grind and reclaim the American dream. I am your host, Ramon Peralta from Peralta Design, and we launch brands. Today's guest is the music director and founder of the American Chamber Orchestra. He's the music director and founder of the Connecticut Philharmonic and music director of the Greater Connecticut Youth Orchestras. He has also served as a music director of the Civic Orchestra of New Haven, Connecticut Valley Chamber Orchestra, the Troopers Light Opera Company, and Perrysburg Symphony Chorale, as well as the associate conductor of both the Perrysburg Symphony and the Bowling Green Philharmonic and Opera Theater Orchestras. Please help me welcome the maestro himself, conductor Christopher James Heisey. Hey. <laughs> Wow, applause even. What a great introduction. Thank you so much, Ramon, wow. for, for having me here. This is really great. And the music, the lead-in, <laughs> that's hot, man. i got to tell you. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're the music man. So I, when oh, you wow. started tapping, I, I said, okay. Yeah, we had a little dance party in the studio <laughs> during the intro. That music was done by one of our web developers. Oh, really? Imagine. Yes. George Ramirez. Oh, that's, that's awesome. original. Yeah, he's he's also a rock star, awesome. George, in, in more ways than one. So... Thanks for being here. My pleasure. You're, Thank you. You're a busy man. Um, crazy. Crazy. So you're here. We're in the studio. Tell us about yourself. What is your backstory? How did you end up getting this title, which is awesome, maestro? I, mean, <laughs> I just think that's just, you know, the conductor. Well, you know, it's funny. When, uh, when I was a kid, when I was growing <laughs> up, um, you know, when I was six months seven months old, something like that. My mom tells me that uh, I used to flap my arms to classical music in the backseat of the car <laughs> as we were going to going places. And so I think it's just always been something that I was going to do. And, um, you know, I was really fortunate to have some really, really fantastic mentors when I was in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and a guy by the name of uh, Don Fantasi, who is still around. He lives up in Torrington. Um, gave me my first conducting opportunity when I was in eighth grade, I think. Uh, and I really had the bug ever since. Wow. And it was a, you know, it's been a lifelong pursuit. Uh, ended up going to the Eastman School of Music um, as a violist and then out to Bowling Green uh, State University in Ohio to do my conducting work and then moved back home and sort of been banging my head against the wall ever ever <laughs> since trying to figure out how to make this work you know mm-hmm. all the things that they don't teach you about conducting and conducting school but uh i you know i've been really fortunate um uh over the last several years and um to get to where i've gotten so yeah yeah well kudos to your parents for playing classical music in the car yeah you know they're both uh my mom is a professional musician okay. uh my father is a is an accomplished amateur musician. Um, he played cello and 
clarinet. He actually used to play in the Norwalk Symphony many year, years ago, and uh, my mom is a pianist. She was the uh, organist at our church for almost 40 years. She was the director of the uh, Westport School of Music in Westport for 40 years. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, anyway, great musician as well. So it kind of wasn't a choice, I don't no, think. it's in your DNA. It it's is, like it you, really you're is. hardwired. Indeed. For this. And yeah. I have to admit, my I think my first experience with conduct being a conductor was probably Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, with the tuxedo, with the tails. <laughs> so that's what I pictured. Those are, those are my favorite. Those are absolutely my favorite episodes when he's, you know, pulling batons out of his sleeve and, <laughs> right. and doing all that crazy stuff. Yeah, that's that's the best. Conducting with his ears. Yeah, right. I wish I could <laughs> conduct with my ears. Like yeah. Lift up. <laughs> I've been working on that in front of the mirror. We'll so see. tell me, is it really? I because for the uninitiated, it looks like you're just waving sticks in the air. It does but look are, like that. Are you really are, are the are the musicians really kind of following? Like what is happening when you're doing that? Absolutely. So conducting is you know when you have a group of sixty some musicians on yeah. stage, and you're going through a piece of classical music that has tempo changes, style changes, dynamic changes, ranges. Yeah. Um, all of those good things, you know, you really have to have somebody there who's kind of leading the way, so to speak. I mean, musicians can play the music, you know, without a conductor, but through um, tricky tempo changes and that sort of thing, you know, it's critical to have somebody up there. So really, you know, you're... and. I mean, the, the secret, the dirty secret about conducting is you don't really have control over anything. You're hoping they, that they follow. Exactly. And they, they do, yeah. you know. Um, but you set down the tempo, you set right. down the style, and then through gestures, um, you know, you can really sort of shape how the music goes. And some of these maestros have, like, long white hair, and, and they can just kind of, like, that oh, emphasizes yeah, it. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you really do do a lot, yeah. and it's amazing, like, if you were to watch, I don't know, if you were to be in a room with an orchestra and a conductor and everybody, like when you go to a conducting workshop, for example, when there's a whole bunch of conductors in the room and we're all taking turns on the podium with the same orchestra, conducting through the same music, and the way that an orchestra sounds, the same group of musicians sounds different, sounds different with each wow. conductor who stands on the podium. And that's when you really sort of begin to understand the power that you have. I mean, you really don't have any power at all, but at the same time, you know, if the players uh, trust you and if they, you know... There has to be a chemistry. There has to be you. a chemistry. And if yeah. they trust you and understand the direction that you want to go, <clears throat> mm -hmm. it's a really, it's an incredible experience. It's cool. Yeah, it really is fun. Yeah, exhilarating. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, well, we'll have to come, we'll have to come and get you on the podium one of these days i'll give it a try <laughs> yeah, why not absolutely I mean, so you know i've i've seen them i i'm always impressed when you go to like a broadway show and you see the there's like a pit and 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 there's the, there's an orchestra under there and mm -hmm. you don't really see them until like you know the final curtain and then they're they're bowing but i mean that's have you done any scores like that like music scores or, or scoring for you know uh performances in that way i've I don't write, um, so I've never put together a score like that. I've conducted musicals before, um, and opera, which you know takes place in a pit. But, but my composition skills for writing things—that's not my my gig. I like to get. I enjoy getting inside a composer's head and trying. Who's your favorite? Like who inspires you? Oh my! Um, 
Well, right now with the youth orchestra, I'm working on uh, Brahms. Um, and I mean, talk about an unbelievable composer. He he is inspiring. His harmonies and rhythms and um, all of those things and the 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 passion with with that he brings yeah. uh, to a piece of music. And, you know, I like, I like composers that have a story. Um, you know, if you talk about Shostakovich, who was a Russian composer who lived uh, in the middle of world war two, for example, and the stories behind some of his music, um, he, he wrote an opera uh, uh, that was very, um, what's the word? It wasn't really anti-government, but it wasn't nationalistic either. And he actually got a letter from Stalin. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Stalin wrote him a letter and basically said, Nuh. "He was paying attention. <laughs> he was paying attention." He said, "No, you're not yeah. going to do that anymore." Because that's a subtle way to kind of speak to the people yeah, under exactly, the radar. Exactly. Right. And he, he and so people like that. I mean, yeah. his for example, his Shostakovich Seventh Symphony was written. Uh, it's called the Leningrad, and it was written during the time of the siege of Leningrad. And you can hear the bombs and the wow. air raid sirens and oh. um, the the despair that the people had during this time. And then the ultimate victory because Leningrad never fell. Um, and you can hear those all of that stuff in this piece of music. So composers that really put their lives into their music, yeah. that's what inspires yeah, me. Wh- that's awesome. Um, the emotion. Absolutely. I, I can feel you getting passionate about it. I, wh- when I when I think of scores and and and, and uh, opera and and all that, you're gonna laugh. But I think of Lord of the Rings, and there's this particular scene where the king, the the king that went mad, uh-huh. he's like he's like gorging himself, like eating like you know. Uh, you know all these grapes, but like violently, and 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 the hobbits are like running out into battle. Uh-huh. And that's a, it's a famous song, and I I don't know if it's the Valkyrie or, it, you know I know you. Th- it's like I can hear it, but I can't uh-huh. think of it. But it's a famous like I think it's a famous German battle song that's right. a, that you hear often in opera. Uh-huh. And that scene, it just it's just emphasized with the music and right. the emotion. Yeah, and and it's just and that's know. you know that's what music is all about, yeah. and we and everybody everybody connects with it in a different yeah. way. Yeah, um, you know it has a it has a different uh, meaning for everybody, but at the same time, it's a way that we can all communicate with each other. Yeah. Uh, Kev's gonna look that up, by the way, because we can't yeah we can't not have the information. We're, we're connected to the internet, so I'd sing, but, we'll, but people don't want to hear that. So me neither. And, I was about actually, to, but I was like, I'm gonna ruin it. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm going to admit to the public that I've never actually seen the Lord of the Rings. Oh no, that's your homework. <laughs> yeah, that's I've, your homework. I saw the Hobbit movie, but I didn't see the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this one is. Uh, it's either uh, is it Fellowship of the Ring, Kevin, or Two Towers. It's one of the sequels, but it's the big battle. Um, but anyway, he gets corrupted with power. I think he gets the ring, or he or he sees the eye of Sauron. I'm I'm gonna totally butcher it to all the geeks listening. But anyway, let's transition over to your work with young people because sure. you know we met because we did the website for uh, Greater Connecticut Youth Orchestra, formerly yep. Greater Bridgeport. We did your website, mm-hmm. um, and when we talk about music and kids and youth, it's it could be life changing. Absolutely. How did you? What inspired you to work with young people? Well, um, the youth orchestra in particular, I was actually in the youth orchestra as a kid. Okay. Um, my father was the 
was the president of the board for a little while while I was in it. And, you know, so I've had a long relationship with the youth orchestra. Um, and I know personally that it is a life changing organization for kids. Um, you know, I had a rough middle school experience, um, growing up as a, you know, as a string player in middle school, it was not a fun time for me, but, uh, <laughs> You know, to well, you say, stand out because you're walking around with a giant case. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and I was it. always among friends when I was in the music room. But, yeah. um, you know, the youth orchestra in particular, when I started, uh, when I was in sixth grade, you know, it was a place that I could go and be among people who were as passionate and loving of music as I was and people that really wanted to make a great product. Um, and it changed my life. And it, and it served me through all the way through high school. And it was the one place that I wanted to be. And on Saturday morning at nine o'clock, you know, I would bounce out of bed at eight o'clock or seven thirty or whatever and get ready and, you know, be standing at the door ready to walk out to get to rehearsal, you know, because I was with my people. Yeah. Yeah. Your tribe. Exactly. Um, and it is, it is, it isn't any less impactful for my students now and having the honor uh, to be the music director of this organization and working with these unbelievable kids. Um, I can't say enough, really enough good things about the kids who are part of our program. They are smart. They are um, talented. They are the future, you know, the life's blood of the future of this country and the world, really. Yeah. Um, and to get to work with those kinds of students and you know you ask me what inspires me they do yeah they really do uh and you know i still it's the thing that gets me out of bed on saturday morning and i'm up ready to go and see you later out the door here i go to youth orchestra you're doing great work and i and i can see you're paying it forward by by you know staying involved and, and giving back and being who you wish was there when you were there. Yeah. You know, that that's who that's your role now. And I identify with those kids, especially the kids that I mean, you have two types of kids. You have the kids like like you where your parents kind of guided you and kind of said, Okay, this is your thing, you're gonna continue on this path. But then I identify with the kid whose parents has no clue has no clue that they're doing this. Right. And they rely on people like you to guide them. You it's know, true. So, yeah. so their parents are just like, oh yeah, sure. You know, is that what you know? Where were you? Or nice, you're you're doing this. Where where are you going tonight? But they're kind of more like uh, independently seeking these opportunities. But they rely on on the organization and you as a as a you be you could become a role model for them um, because I certainly had those kind of people in in my life um, in high school. My art teacher said, you know, I'm going to sign you up for this after-school program at RISD. Mm-hmm. And I would, and it was, it was subsidized, and my parents couldn't afford it. So I went, and that, that was a portfolio preparation course. It was the one day I didn't work at my dad's garage. I would go to RISD after school on Thursdays. I would walk to another part of town, mm-hmm. to the east side of Providence. But being in the museum and painting from the, the portraits – yeah, put me uh, opened up my world, and mm-hmm. I can see that happening with the kids in your program, where yeah. you're exposing them to music they would have never otherwise heard, and and they're discovering their own gifts mm-hmm. as musicians, uh, and seeing that, seeing you, and saying, okay, there's a future in this. Either I can be a musician, or I can be a, a, a conductor, or a professor, or a teacher. Absolutely, absolutely, you know? and. <clears throat> 
excuse me, um, you know, in the, the, any kind of art, mm-hmm. be it performing or visual or what have you, you know, it's so important for our kids today yeah. um, because it teaches them that there is value in beauty. And it teaches them that there is value in relationships, especially in music, when you are sitting in an orchestra or a band or, you know, any kind of band, a rock band, jazz band, Mm -hmm. concert band, whatever, that you have a human connection to the person sitting next to you and you guys and and everybody is working to produce something that is larger than themselves. And, it, you know, too many kids these days don't have an experience like that. And so at the youth orchestra, we are, you know, really trying to reach into the community and to diversify and to make sure that any student who wants to come and join us can be a part of, of, of an orchestra or some sort of music making opportunity. Because again, the creation of beauty, especially in the world as it is today, um, it's so powerful and so important, uh, you know, that's kind of our mission. That's yeah. what we do. That's yeah. what I, what motivates me, you know, to keep being involved with the youth orchestra because um, it's an important thing for kids. Absolutely. And how do you uh, connect with them initially to get them? Because I know like Star Wars has another movie that comes to mind with mm-hmm. a great score and like really kind of iconic, you know, orchestra music that, it's just etched in, in pop culture. Oh, yeah. Do you use some of that to get the kids amped? Like, here's something cool you could do with, with a, you know, with a, with a cello or whatever the instruments are, you know. Uh, how, do, how do you approach music with the young people like that? You know, we don't use – I've done some of the Star Wars stuff, I've, but not a lot. I mean, kids like classical music. You they just go right into just, Mozart and all the, just all the classics? It, throw it right at them. <laughs> Absolutely. Throw them in the deep end of the pool. Um, and, you know, the, the fact of the matter is kids like classical yeah. music. Yeah. You know, it's not, um, and it's still relevant yeah. today. Uh, and I don't know what, you know, I don't know what it is about classical music the kids like, but they do like it. Yeah. And when they understand that they're a part of it, you know, it, 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 there's no gimmick involved. Right. You know, we sit them down in an orchestra, we hand them the music and they play and you watch, I mean, even, you know, my colleague, Bruce Sloat, who does the, um, who does our string orchestra, which is the sort of entry level string group that we have, um, you know, you watch his first rehearsal and he's giving the first instructions and they start to play. And the kids who are new, who have no idea what they're walking into, I mean, they've had some experience at school, but this is not like your normal school orchestra, you know? Mm-hmm. And so these kids walk in and their faces, like the first few notes and their faces and their eyes, everything just lights up. Um, you know, so there's, there, there really is, there's no gimmick involved, <laughs> no. man. It's just, is here's there, the music, let's go. There's got to be a, a special rise out of uh, being able to play classical music, I wouldn't say perfectly, but like the like the original was done. You know, like, being oh, able, yeah. like to be centuries later, you're able to play it the way it was written mm-hmm. and, and kind of just kind of capture that and, and think to yourself, like, I'm playing it in... in 
2021 and right you know hundreds of years ago when it was written it sounded just like this yeah you know um i know that we enhance sound but mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the importance of perhaps keeping it as authentic as it was or do you let the the kids get creative and and can they even put a spin on some of the classical music well sure i mean you know every time i'm a believer that every time you play a piece of classical music that it should be different that you shouldn't you know it shouldn't be some prescribed way that we're going to do this you know um I try not to over rehearse my kids and and try to teach them to pay attention and be in the moment. And that I think allows the kids to really kind of put their own spin on it. I mean, you're not gonna have some kids stand up in the trumpet section and do some like, you <laughs> know, solo. smoke and riff in the middle of a Brahms <laughs> symphony. Uh like that's just not gonna happen. Uh in fact there's an old there's an old joke about the the jazz musician who shows up to a classical music concert. And they get to the slow movement, and the conductor's conducting away. And all of a sudden, this jazz trumpet player stands up, and he plays just this smoking riff in the middle of this piece. And they get to the end of the symphony, and the conductor yells at the orchestra manager. He said, get that trumpet player in my office right now. And the guy says, what? The trumpet Mm. player walks in. He said, what are you doing? And um, the trumpet player says, well, my part said, take it, man. (laughs) And there's a there's a word in classical music that's tacit t-a-c-e-t that means sit out um like don't play like don't play but he said man my part said take it (laughs) yeah so no you're not gonna have moments like that but you know you can encourage kids to you know be in the moment and take chances especially you know solo wind players and things um and now i've gotten off track and i can't remember the question Never mind. It doesn't matter. What's a success story that you've seen? Like, have you seen a kid just kind of do a 360, maybe a kid that was on at risk or, um, you know, down and then just kind of transform through music? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of times. Yeah. yeah. It's not just one. It's, it's a lot of kids. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to name names, but there was a, a, a kid many, several years ago, um, who came to us and was involved in some stuff that shouldn't he shouldn't have been involved in uh and got involved in our program and you know realized you know the value of classical music and all of that good stuff and that he was actually talented about it yeah. and that uh, talented and that there was a group of kids that actually cared for him or a group of people the kids in the orchestra plus our staff and all of that um who actually cared about him and who you know really had his back and uh he's now a professional musician like all over the place all wow. the time playing yeah wow. um so it happens happens a lot yeah. Yeah. how did you guys make it through covid because you know you, with the you know you think of particles and now you're you have instruments and so mm-hmm. did that affect or did you guys do anything with technology to kind of get through and keep the kids together yeah we did i mean you know we our last well not our last but the leap day uh, and March 1st of 2020 was our last big concert event before the shutdown. Um, and we immediately got uh, got online and continued to work with the kids over Zoom. Now, music over Zoom is not the greatest experience. Uh, but we ended up putting a virtual concert together at the end of June 
of 2020 where we did, you know, we did sort of the, the celebrity square thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, what's that show? Celebrity. Um, I don't know. Hollywood and squares. Hollywood squares. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. So I we watch did way too much TV. <laughs> we did all the boxes and, you know, came up <laughs> with some really great, a great little performance, um, which was great because it kept the kids going. Yeah. And we had, we live streamed uh, Facebook live. Uh, we had some local musicians around the area do workshops online for the kids and stuff like that. And then when we got to September, um, we were going to open and I got cold feet and said, no, we're not doing this. I was afraid of, you know, God forbid one of our kids got sick or the faculty or something. I just, we had it all laid out and I called Beth Ullman, our executive director. I took two weeks off at the beginning of August and I sort of hunkered down at home and, and thought about it. And I called her after she, I still feel bad about this. She had done all the work to get the entire season open starting in September. And I said, Beth, I, I can't do this. So we opened virtually in September and we did another virtual concert, which was great in December. And then we were closed um, from January 21 until the end of February. Um, and then we opened in March, March 6th with our, was our first rehearsal. And uh, we ended up giving a concert at the Klein. So we weren't virtual all that long, right. actually. Um, uh, and now we're full open again, you know, starting in September. And we have a concert coming up on November 21st, which is awesome. Can't and, wait. And how that that's great that it's, I mean, people I think are yearning to get back out there. Oh, yeah. And how, how are you dealing with uh, the whole vaccine thing or are, 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 some kid, because I don't think a lot of kids still are vaccinated. So, are they doing masks? Are you? Oh yeah, like, how, everybody's in PPE. Everybody's wearing masks during 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 rehearsals while playing. playing. Uh, oh no, no, even even the wind players. How? Yeah. So there are these playing masks. Um, what? what that, are they, like a little hole? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're made by. Yeah, they're made by a company, and um, they have a they have a sort of opening that accordions for lack right, of a right, better right. word so you sort of pull the opening out and you put your mouthpiece in it and then it closes around the mouthpiece oh wow so that um you can actually play and your yeah. aerosols aren't going to be you know floating around the room and we have bell covers on the end of the trumpets right and that's what i was gonna ask yeah. all of that stuff and we even have special bags to put saxophones in what um wow. so yeah i mean we're all heavy on the ppe but i mean you know living in connecticut the you know, the majority of our students who are eligible for vaccine Have it. are vaccinated. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're our staff is vaccinated. Fortunate on that. Because there, we there really are other are. states that uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a dumpster a fire. It's a mess. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great to hear. So I want I want to uh, spend some time allowing you to kind of go into your own website a little bit, mm -hmm. what's on there and what people could find there, and then um, roll into the program and how, how can parents get kids signed up? You know, what's the process on that and, and how, and how do we get some, some donors to, to be involved that want to, people that want to help. And one more thing, I know you yep. have a concert coming up, so I do kind of take us through that. Okay. So my, uh, website is, uh, com. It looks fantastic. Thanks to you and your team. I appreciate that. Um, and on there, it has all of my concert dates. 
uh, for the next through June of 22. Um, so if you need information about any of the concerts, Youth Orchestra, American Chamber Orchestra, whatever I'm doing is on there. First uh, of all, how do you, how are you at all these places? Like, do you, <laughs> is this, do you do anything else for fun or is this kind of? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my work is my fun, but I do other things for fun. All right. Absolutely. All right. I mean, I have, I have a wife and kids too. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I'm working on a cloning device. It's coming along I, I, very slowly. I, I can imagine. But uh, <laughs> you know, that information will be on my website too when I when I figured that out. <laughs> well, fine. you obviously have a very supportive family because oh, and, and my wife is a saint. Yeah. Yes, for sure. At, without without question. Yeah. I know I'm throwing all these like questions out of nowhere, but are, is are they musicians? Are, is your wife or your child? My wife is a professional flutist and educator. Okay. She uh, teaches at Fairfield Country Day School. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're a private school family. I'm at Greens Farms Academy. She's at Fairfield Country Day School. Um, she's the associate head of the performing arts there. Uh, Did you guys meet, like, through music? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've unraveled something here. Let's that's, go. Let's oh, have it. Oh, boy. That's, a, <laughs> that's an incredible story. Uh, it's not scandalous. Um, are we really going to go into this story? Yes, uh, absolutely. We are? Okay. I finally hit gold. You did. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Honey, I apologize in advance. Um, so I was the best man at her first wedding. Okay. And her first husband was the Wait best man at my up. first Wait wedding. This is like um, uh, an episode of Jerry or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Were, you were you were the best man at her first wedding. At her first wedding. And her, hu her ex-husband okay. was the best man at my first wedding. Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. And this is good. It, yeah. It's not scandalous. Um I know everybody's leaning forward into their <laughs> screen or into their <laughs> headphones or whatever. Uh, no, I'm sorry to disappoint. It's not scandalous, but um, we were we were married within six months of each other. Mm -hmm. We were divorced within six months of each other. I didn't see her for two and a half years. Wow. Uh, we ran into each other at a gig uh, in December of 2010. Uh, to make a long story short, we got together for dinner one night. Um, nothing happened. Chemistry Went our separate. Like, no, nothing. Yeah. Went our separate ways. Um, we reached out to each other again in January, uh, about a month later. Said we'd like to get together again. She ended up having to go home for some family stuff. She came back over President's Day weekend of 2011. Um, we got together again. We were engaged five months later and married six months later. Wow. Yeah. And we've been married 10 years. Congratulations. Two kids, you know, the whole deal. Yeah, talk, it's great. Talk about the universe bringing you together. Oh, it's even, even in a different way, but yeah, absolutely. You, were, you, you were, it did bring you together. It, absolutely. Without question. So that's awesome. She's a gift for sure. Awesome. And what about the kids? Are they um, musicians or have that talent? Uh, yeah. 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 My daughter is um, playing piano. Um, she's actually taking piano lessons with my mother-in-law via Zoom, wow. which is a great thing that the pandemic brought around. Wow. Uh, and she just started violin at her school. And, um, you know, James, our little one, he, he definitely has the music in him. He hasn't found it yet. Okay. He will. He'll be. I predict he's going to be the most musical out of all of us, but we'll see. He hasn't found it yet. He will. It's there. It's there. It's just oh, yeah. dormant, but it's there. It's there. Wow. So let's get back to your website. Yep. And then how how people can get into uh, 
get their kids enrolled and involved. Yeah. So, um, so my website, if you want to contact me, all my contact information is there. Again, ChristopherHeisenMusic.com. Love to hear from you. Um, if you want to get involved in the youth orchestra, if you have a student who you think might be eligible, um, send Beth Ullman, our executive director, uh, an we email. Beth. We love Beth. Yeah, Beth is awesome. Yeah, she's... She keeps us on point. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Beth is great. You know, she is as passionate about the organization as I am. Um, but it's interesting. She brings a different perspective to it because I was <clears throat> actually in the program. She had um, a child who was in the program. Okay. And so she also understands what an impact the program can have, but from a parental standpoint, mm -hmm. which is different from my perspective. Right. Um, and hers is a powerful perspective. And she is you know, perhaps our best parental advocate um, because she's lived it. Right. Um, anyway, but you can send her an email at executive director at gctyo.org and she can set you up with an audition. Uh, we have an audition date coming up in a couple weeks, actually sometime in the middle of November. Um, but, you know, if you miss that date, uh, just reach out to us and we can, we can get an audition for you um, to start in December. Awesome. Yeah. And so, how about if, if there are folks that want to support and, and uh, donate? Absolutely. Um, if you go to our website, uh, gctyo.org, um, there's a donate page. Uh, give early and often. Uh, you know, we can always use yes. the... We can always use the money. I mean, we are um, engaging in outreach programs. Um, we started an after-school program at Assumption Catholic School in Fairfield where we're offering free violin lessons to those students. Um, uh, a large percentage of the students at that school are on financial aid, and so many of them can't afford to be taking lessons and all of that stuff. So the youth orchestra uh, is providing staff and all of that stuff. And the kids are, our kids are involved there too, helping the kids learn how to play music. And we're um, looking into starting other programs like that. We're always looking for donations towards um, financial aid so that we can get more students uh, involved in our program uh, at either reduced or free cost. Um, you know, there's any number of things that, that a donor could, could help us work out. And Hey, if anybody out there is interested in, donating several million dollars to get us into our own building, we would absolutely entertain a conversation because it's something that we've been looking at for many years. And um, I'm sure that comes with some naming rights. So you oh, can yeah. Have your, All kinds of stuff. Your legacy. Yep. Um, tell us about the upcoming concert where I think a lot of folks might be able to experience. Yeah. Music. So it's um, called the Jack Lawrence uh, Fall Concerts. Um, they are at the Klein Memorial Auditorium in Bridgeport on... Sunday, the 21st of November, starting at 1 o'clock. Um, three concerts that day. Uh, our steel pan ensembles are going to be there. String orchestra, um, wind ensemble, the entire program. So they're really over the afternoon. There's an opportunity to hear all kinds of different uh, genres of music um, across you know, the entire age range of our program culminating with um, the principal orchestra at seven o'clock uh, on Sunday evening. Uh, we're doing the overture to the magic flute, um, 
Brahms' first symphony in its entirety. Our jazz, uh, our top jazz ensemble is going to be there as well and has a number of really great charts on tap. Um, so, you know, come on down. Awesome. Love to hear it. Awesome. Love to see you. Yeah, love <laughs> to be too. there. So, Chris, bonus round. Yes, sir. When, you, when you're in your quiet space at home, what do you listen to? Is it more classical? And if it is, what's your favorite? You know, that's a funny question. I don't listen to a lot of music. Um, when I do, it's largely classical. Um, but, you know, I it, truth be told, I like heavy metal. Okay. And I like hip-hop <laughs> okay. and stuff like that. Stuff that has, like, really driving 90s rhythm. 90s hip-hop, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Um, that always surprises people when I tell people that. Um, but when I was a kid, I was a metalhead. Uh, even though I was doing classical, like you know, Iron Maiden and oh and yeah, Slipknot and those kind of guys, Metallica, Metallica. And <laughs> Anthrax, and all that stuff. Oh yeah, um, uh, and I don't listen to a lot of that stuff anymore. Um, but if you were to be in my car and drive around, you know, Connecticut with me, I'm listening to CNN. I'm not listening to music in the car. Yeah. You know, obviously classical is at the top of the list, but uh, when I do listen to music, and I don't Biggie listen Smalls. to a lot of it. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, I do music for a living. So when I'm, when I'm at home, I don't want to be doing music anymore. So I don't listen to it. I hear you, man. Listen, this has been a lot of fun. Oh, it has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Ramon. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mission Control. Until next time, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design and We Launch Brands. Thank you for taking this journey with us. To learn more about Peralta Design and our work, go to www.peraltadesign.com and subscribe to keep up with the crew.